From the Journalism and Mass Communication studios on the campus of Bob Jones University, it's the BJU Alumni Relations Podcast. Season 2, We Mean Business, with your hosts, David Burrell and Jadu. David, welcome back. On this episode, we're going to be talking to just newly married Cam McKennedy. So we had a conversation with him prior to him getting married, but at the time we're recording our intro for our great BJU alumni audience, I believe this man is a newlywed. And I'm excited for our listeners to hear Cam's heart, yes. uh, along with Matt, both of these guys co-founded Teach From DeHart Academy. But speaking of academy, so Matt DeHart is currently teaching at the Bob Jones Academy, where I actually... Um, have seen him letting kids in in the mornings as I'm walking my daughter to school. So these guys have a great heart, of course, for education. Um, buddies from Alpha, which we're also Alpha males as well. So we're going to get to talk about that a little bit. So it's going to be a great episode, and they're going to have a great future ahead of them in the educational world. Yeah, Matt and Cam really have a, like you said, a passion, a mission, a, a desire to see their community succeed, whether it's the older community from the parents or the younger community with the students that you think of when you originally think of education, you know, the traditional setting. Matt and Cam are, are kind of taking a spin on that, and we're really excited to follow their process and to hear their heart here in this episode as they're beginning this journey. They already own the building. A little spoiler alert for you. All right. Very good. We hope you enjoy. Have a good listen. I'm Matt Dehart. I am an educator currently based in South Carolina, but will be based in Pennsylvania in an area called Arnold, Pennsylvania. So I am the founder and chairman of the Teach From DeHart Foundation. It is a 501c3 nonprofit foundation, which is based on creating opportunities for students who don't normally have an opportunity to travel, to see the world, to see things around them, to experience life in a different light than what they currently know. So our goal is actually to take that foundation a step further, and we're going to be opening up a school in Arnold, Pennsylvania called the Teach from DeHart Academy. So it's a little play off my last name, uh, DeHart, Teach from DeHart instead of Teach from DeHart. Again, elementary education major. I, I nailed that one to the, to the head, right? So, But no, it, it, this academy is going to be a really revolutionary educational model. Um, that we're stu super stoked to bring out. It's going to be the first and only school right now currently that educates both the student and the parent in the same location. So we'll have a fifth through eighth grade academy during the day from eight o'clock to 5.30 p.m. And then in the evenings, we will host adult learning for their parents and other community members to get their GED job training and hopefully break a generational cycle of poverty that has plagued the area for quite some time. So we're really excited about those opportunities. Things are really going well. I'm chairman and founder of that uh, foundation and what we're trying to do. So uh, I'll pass it on to Cam. Cam's uh, the assistant director for the foundation and for our academy, and I'll let him introduce himself. Thank you, Matt. Just like Matt said, I'm Cam McKennedy, and I'm the assistant director at Teach from the Heart Academy. Sixth grade teacher currently in Spartanburg, South Carolina. I teach at Green Charter School. I teach sixth grade math and science, actually. And I'm not the type that has always thought that I want to be a teacher growing up, saying, oh, I want to be a teacher. I want to be in the classroom, have my own own classroom setup and everything. No, I was not always like that, but I did always know I wanted to make a difference in the lives of children and the next generation. And the best way to do that, I felt like, was to become a classroom teacher. But I am following Matt on this journey. I'm basically his right-hand man. Uh, I'm with him with whatever he does with the um, school and foundation. Um, I'm just here to really support him, help him, and help him to come up and do this because I really believe in the mission, what he is doing. 
And just like I said, I've always wanted to make a difference in the lives of children. And this is a step further. I never thought I would be in this position. And I'm actually wanting to change the world. And I feel like this is a step to change the world. I know it sounds crazy, but no, I feel like this is a step to change uh, area, but not just an area, but the world. And I feel like Matt is on the right track. I was like, okay, of course, I'll jump in and do this with you. He tried to throw me a pitch and say, I want you by my side. We're doing this. He didn't even have to do that, to be honest, just because I, I know how Matt is. I know how passionate he is. And just seeing just how much the community um, in Arnold, Pennsylvania is behind us, just how much support we're getting. I know that this is going to be a big thing. And we're hoping to really break that generational curse with how the way that education is perceived and how it's going now. So we're really hoping to make a difference in the lives of not just the children, but adults and just everybody we come in contact with, to be honest. Now, you guys are pulling off something that seems monumental here. So I have two questions about this is, number one, is there a model that you're following? Matt, you mentioned, you know, this idea of the student and the parent. Has this been done before anywhere else? And what's going on in Arnold, Pennsylvania? Like, why why Arnold, Pennsylvania? I think you guys (laughs) may have been around Greenville and the upstate community for a while. So, you know, come back, teach my kids. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing in Pennsylvania? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's about the most similar question we get all the time. All no. the time. So when it comes to the model, when it comes to the educational piece for the kids, the model in South Carolina, or not in South Carolina, excuse me, in Georgia, is called the Ron Clark Academy. And so at the Ron Clark Academy, it's high rigor, high social rigor, and high engagement education. And so that educational model, we want to take things we've learned, been taught from the educators at RCA, and take that up to Pennsylvania. But when it comes to the parents' model, no, we are the first one. Where did it come from? Whenever I stumbled upon the building uh, that we've currently purchased, so we own an old elementary school building in downtown Arnold. So we debt-free, fundraised, owned it, it's ours. When I first stumbled upon that building, I told my father-in-law, who lives in New Kensington, Arnold, where my wife is from. So I was up there walking around the community, and I saw this school building. I said, you know, I want to start a school, um, but I want to know what the needs are here. And he explained that we got to educate the parents, too. And that's where it came from. So it was the idea, well, why don't we do that? What's, the, what's holding us back? There isn't anything holding us back. Let's go for this thing. Um, And so that's where the idea of educating the student with this high rigor RCA model and then taking it a step further with the parent came into play. Um, And as I just touched on briefly, Arnold, Pennsylvania, it's where my wife's from. So she's from New Kensington. It's called New Kensington Arnold. Uh, It's like a two town in one type deal. Um, But that's where she's from. And I've just felt a lot of pride in the community. Um, I've seen this community for years and years and years. And I said, I always said I wanted to go back up there and teach because I just felt a pool. I never thought that that meaning, you know, I'll go, I'll be back up here to teach someday would mean opening a school, but God had other plans. And so that's a really uh, big monumental step for us. But that's where, where we came and Cam came along with me. Uh, I said, you got to come see the area. And the moment he saw the area, I can, I, I can think I can say he was sold. No, I could definitely say I was sold on it just because the parent piece is what got me a lot, just knowing growing up how my parents raised me and the things we had to go through they didn't have the best education and they also didn't have the opportunity that we're giving these parents and adults and even the children there and so just hearing like we can educate the parents it's just me thinking like what if my parents had an opportunity to have an academy or an adult education program like this their life could have been different which would have made my life better and different as well so i love i love that part about 
what we're doing. Man, that's interesting. David, I don't know if you think we could get like hired over here. How, how, how well is he paying over here, Cam? That's what I'm trying to... Me and David, we ain't got nothing to do. We, we can hang out with you guys. And Arnold, that sounds like a good place for me. I, I have a question, Cam. Uh, what's scarier yes, for yes. you, a classroom full of sixth graders or a classroom full of their parents? I'm not going to lie. Probably the classroom full of the parents just because they are parents. The hardest part was getting the parents just to buy into what I was doing and to get them on my side. Just older people, more intelligent. You know, it comes with age, everybody says, which is not always true. But just having to tell them what to do or just even having them on my side to believe in a young educator. It's just scary. It's a little scary, not going to lie. But then once they buy in and believe in what you're doing and see how passionate you are, the sky's the limit, especially with the parents on your side. You have to have the parents on your side for it to be successful in a classroom and especially starting up a school, for sure. Yeah. Right, right. For sure. Now, David, I'm looking at these guys, and most people are listening to us, of course, on the podcast, but they look older than both you and I because <laughs> they got beards. You know, like we're clean shaven over here. So you guys look old to me, you know. So um, hey, all I know is when when Bob Jones changed the rule that we could have beards on campus, man, I went from eighteen to twenty five in <laughs> one week, right. baby. I tell you what, my my now wife, she decided to date me at that point. Mm. Man, things changed. I, that rule changed everything. Well, we'll see what what wisdom the beards bring out here. Um, I I want to start with Matt, but I also want to get both of your input on this, and I want you to think about this question not only about yourselves, but what you see in the other person. So as I asked this, but, you know, what skills, mindsets, or habits, and Matt, in your opinion, Jeremiah was telling me you maybe have owned some other businesses um, along the way here. So what does it take to be a successful business owner in your mind? What has proved to be successful for you? And what did you see in Cam that made you say, I want this guy on my team? Well, in general, when you're going for a business, when I saw you sent that question, I was like, man, this is a great question to think through. It's all about a plan. So whenever I have people, I have friends, I have people who've lived with, with us that have said, oh, I want to start a lawn business or I want to do this. My first thing is, what's your plan, right? Um, so I've been blessed. I did have a couple business. I had an LLC with a uh, multimedia LLC on the radio station, Traveler's Rest. Um, and that all was very fruitful because we had a plan. We knew where we wanted to go. We knew our target market. We knew what we were trying to do. So when we came into the Teach From To Heart Academy, I mean, this is a huge undertaking. It is something that most people can't imagine, especially at the age of 26 and 25. And so this is something that when people come to us, they're extremely impressed because we have thought five years down the road. Um, we've established within the first, what, Cam, three, like month or two, three months of our announcing that we were going to do this. We had a five-year plan in place, strategic strategies in place. We planned. So whenever someone comes to me or if someone was to come to me and say, what you know, I'm going to start a business. What I do, you got to have a clear, concise plan on where you're going. Business cannot flow unless you understand uh, what you're trying to get to. Uh, and so, with Cam, it was the probably the easiest decision I've ever made with this process. Um, was I knew I needed a right hand person, I needed somebody because once we announced it was originally just me, and things piled up very quickly. I mean, I was overwhelmed with the positive response, it's great. But it was response, right? I mean, to the point where I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I can't do all this on my own. I can't attack this on my own. I need someone I trust, someone I care about, and someone I know that's passionate to the mission. And Cam was the literally the only person that came to my mind. It was the craziest scenario. I was actually at the Ron Clark Academy at an educator training, 
and I was speaking with Ron Clark, the founder of the school, and Kim, the co-founder. And the thing he turned to me, he said, he told me, he said, you need to find your Kim Bearden. Because I found my, she's right here. She's the best thing. You need to find your Kim Bearden. I walked right out of that training and I called Kim immediately. And I said, I need a Kim Bearden. Now, Kim is not a female, but. Hold on. But what I heard in there is I heard the word beard again. That's what I heard. There's greatness in it. Oh, I'm telling you, beard greatness. That's the thing right now. Gotta have no wonder. Have no wonder they didn't call me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I could have done, but I don't have a beard. Got it. I mean, I'm just saying, if you want a title for this one, beards and businessmen. That's all I'm saying, Love right there. That's it. <laughs> um, but no, I called Cam immediately, and actually, I I said, hey, I need you to block off this set of dates, and he said, okay, what's up? Like there wasn't a question. It wasn't a well. Let me check. He he was prepared to cancel whatever he had going on. And I said, this is exactly the guy that I need who's willing to drop it and say, let's do what we have to do to make this thing successful. And thankfully, Cam decided to come aboard. And uh, it's it's been the best work relationship I've ever experienced. I mean, he's just a fantastic coworker and someone to have by my side. So it's been crazy too, though. I, I believe that. I believe that. But it's yeah. been great. It's been yeah. great. Cam, tell us the real story. Tell us the real story. Yeah. <laughs> tell us about this man's well, personality. He's obviously driven. He's obviously had some yeah. other things go well. And uh, you obviously believed in him to say, like, hey, if you're in, I'm in. I, it sounds like that. But, like, you know, what is it? What does it take? What does it come for? You, 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 you may not have had the same successes he's had in business previously. Yeah, so I'm not sure. So tell us. You did know, ask me that. I can't act like I was. No, I was actually 100% in, but I was also anxious, a little nervous, because I actually have not been on the business side of things, to be honest. I've always been in the classroom around kids and setting things up. I have helped my dad with his business, but at the same time, I have not owned my own business or been involved in, like, the details and the juicy part of, you know, owning and starting a business. But I found that it is very important to have people in your circle that you trust, just because Matt can handle everything. And me and him alone can't handle everything. So that's why we even have an academic team and we have certain people that handle different things just because it's a lot to drug group, to be honest. But at the same time, Matt is passionate. He's driven, just like you said. And that's what draws people to him. And that's what drew me to want to be by his side through this because I also have a fiance soon to be uh, my wife uh, in September. Yes, yeah, when we talked about this, She's like, so you want us to pack up all our stuff? We've been to upstate forever, just like you said, Jay, dude, and move all the way to the north to Pennsylvania. And I'm like, uh, yes. But she knows, Matt. We talked about it, of course. We discussed it. And she's all in for it as well. So just having my significant other believe in what we're doing, it makes it 100 times better because we're on the move. We've been traveling all summer. Like all summer, me and Matt have been together, I'm going to say, over three quarters of the summer. Like We've been together. Yeah. And that obviously caused us to be away from our significant other, but they understand what we're doing and they believe in us. And that's what we need. So just being around Matt and seeing how passionate and how much this mission can do for others, I could not say no to this. And I, and I see the success in it and I know it's going to be successful for sure. So we're ready for anything. We're ready. I love it. I love it. That second question I sent you guys, when you're dealing with failure, when you've got something that didn't go well or, you had a promise from somebody that they couldn't deliver on or it didn't turn out, you know, what's the, what's the go-to for you guys? What's the speech in the locker room or the speech in the board meeting or on the phone? What, what's going on in your, in your heads? 
Cam, I'm gonna let you take this because Cam's the one that walks me off the ledge every time. I, no, I, I mean, it just straight up. If I'm honest, you know, I'm, I am driven. I am passionate. I'm, I'm very exci- easily excitable about things. I can get really fired up, and I can fire up a crowd. But I'm also a very sensitive person. Like I, I hold my emotions here. I wear them, and so we've had that. I mean, within what the first week or two, we had some people who we were betting on drop down. And it just was, it is, it's, it's defeating, but this is another reason why Cam is the most important part of this piece for me is I'll, I'll just let him tell you the, the yeah. locker room speech. Cause he has to give it to me. So Matt and I, since we started this, and um, wanted to go along with this, we've had a lot of successes. I can't lie. We have had a lot of uh, successes with donations and people supporting us, but we have had those times where we were disappointed or didn't get what we asked for. And we did feel like we failed. But that's when I have to be that person and me and Matt come together as a team because it helps that we're friends as well because we want to see each other succeed. We look at it as an opportunity to learn. Just because we fail is just a part of what we're doing. That doesn't mean it won't get better, and it does not mean that we failed completely. We might have didn't get what we wanted in that time. But just looking at everything that we're doing and every failure, it's really not a failure but an opportunity to learn just because Yes, we see now we will not get everything we want, but we need to learn from, okay, next time we need to communicate this better. Maybe next time we need to do this, we learn from everything that we do. And so even the successes, we learn, okay, we need to do this next time, or we just need, we might need to do the same exact thing so that we can have people by our side. So and just having those one-on-one talks and heart-to-hearts, because a lot of business owners and business partners, to be exact, they don't have those. They just have the, you know, work side of things. Me and Matt will go to a baseball to baseball game together we'll sit here and we'll just talk on the phone like when we get off here we might still be on the phone just talk and see how our day is things like that but that's what helps us get through those hard times just knowing we can come back to not just the partnership and with the business but a friendship as well because if he's hurt i'm hurt that's that's just that's just how it is so just having that brother that brotherhood and that friendship in this business that's what makes it so successful and the failures aren't as bad because we have each other to lean on, and we also have the team as well. So, yeah, I mean, I would, I would attest to that. It's just been as well as we're both, we we're both believers, right? There are times where he's like, "Man, you got to go to God," or I'm like, "Hey, mm-hmm. let's pray through this. Let's think about this. Let's pray about it." And that just, it, there's a lot of peace that goes into that, knowing that the people you have, you trust, you love, and you share a common value system in Christ, right? And so that's a really powerful part of what we do in our background and what we do to make sure we're able to stay well, stay successful. And what our mission is, we're always, you know, refocusing ourselves and each other to the Lord and and his guidance, his will for it. So for sure, for sure. Well, this next question, uh, you might be just pointing across the computer screen here about who made the biggest impact on your life while you were at BJU, or if you... If someone goes to teachfromtheheart.org and looks at the the board of folks there, there's lots of BJU folks involved. But that means I kind of want to lead into the second part of that question about what's the most important thing you learned outside the classroom at BJU. And this is not to minimize the educational experience here, obviously, but there's so much more to being on campus, to being in the dorms, to being in Alpha. You know, there's there's so much more to that. Um, so I just am curious to hear from you guys on that topic. For me, being at BJU, it, it, it's a smaller college, right? So you're, with lack of a better term, forced to get to know people. And especially when you're in the dorms. We both played for the Bruins basketball team, so we had camaraderie there. 
But then when it came to the dorms, both Cam and I, we both, we laugh because like we, we hear people <laughs> talk about dorm story. We thrived in the dorm. We had yeah. like, it was a blast for us. We just had a good yeah. time because we are extremely relational people. And so we were, we never really had issues with any of that stuff. We just enjoyed our time. Um, but I would say really it's just building the friendships that now obviously have made an impact. Like Cam coming to BJU on the basketball team, being an elementary education major, being an alpha, there were things that we just were unified because BJU provides that experience and that, that played a role. It's obviously played a big role in the Teach From the Heart Foundation. We have people like Randy Page on the board who Randy is the chief of staff. He's our vice chairman. Randy is a huge influence for both of us. Uh, he had, I mean, he's guided our path. He's helped us in every way he can. And now he serves along a board that is helping us build a revolutionary school model. And so th- there was just so much. I- I'm, I'm very grateful for BJU and what it provided for me spiritually, academically, and socially. So I'll let Cam speak to his experience on that. No, for sure. For sure. I agree with everything Matt said, but as a lot of people don't know, I did not go to BJU all four years of my college career actually transferred my junior year and it was the second semester of uh, my junior year so everybody had been in school even the Bruins basketball team had already played plenty of games and I was new and this is a totally different atmosphere than what I was used to and Matt so happened to get paired up with me or was basically my mentor to help me guide me through BJU because I had never been there and he was an elementary education major and we both played basketball so that helped us a lot but the one big thing that I took from BJU was the structure outside the education, the structure that they provide. Because growing up, I didn't have a lot of structure, especially going through school and then college and being at like Erskine College and USC Upstate before going to BJU. There's no structure in those schools now that I see nothing against those. But going to BJU has helped me in my, I guess, after college life. Like now I wake up, I feel like I have to make my bed now. And I feel better when I come home to a nice, clean, and made bed. I, I'm used to dressing up now. A lot of people complain that, oh, I have to dress up to go to this event and to do this. Oh, I have to dress up because I'm a teacher. And I'm like, okay. And But I'm used to these things because I went to Bob Jones. And the thing is, it even helped me with my wardrobe. Like, I didn't have a lot of polos. I didn't have a lot of collared shirts. Like, just different things like that. Now I can go in my closet and pick, pick out a suit jacket. I have plenty. Go pick out a button. I have plenty. So just the structure and just being able to learn and actually push through it because it wasn't the easiest. But now that looking back at it, it was very beneficial. And I couldn't imagine not transferring to BJU. It was the most amazing and the most, it was just the best thing that could have happened through my college experience, to be honest. I like to hear that about folks who went through Bob Jones who didn't have to complain and think negatively about dressing up. Because I'm with you, Kim. Yeah. Dressing up wasn't a problem for me. The only problem is still you can go to your closet and find a nice button-up and polo and jacket. I still can't match anything is the problem. So, <laughs> But uh, I, like yourself, thought, oh, man, it's nice. Like, I feel better. You know, I feel like I perform better. And that's not everybody's experience. But, um, yeah, some of that, you know, that structure um, – of uh, what historically people might say, man, that's super militaristic or whatever. But it just got me in the mood of being a professional or trying hard or yes. trying to learn something outside of what I would normally have just done on my own. So 
That's uh, on top of that, though, we've mentioned Alpha now a couple of times. So everybody out there listening. So you got four different Alpha Theta dudes right here on this on this uh so i i come I'm, I'm from the yeah i'm from the old school <laughs> when we came up with that but uh we do have alpha theta pi razorback uh four different dudes on here from uh alpha so that's cool too so obviously that's that's where it all came from it's not just that's a basketball not team it's not it's alpha is the common denominator it's just got to get me a beard now that's all <laughs> greatness comes from alpha we, we we knew it in college we see it now greatness comes from alpha well sure. and jd sure. if you're having greatness trouble, starts here if you're having trouble matching stuff orange and green just there we go orange and green right yeah, i mean it stands out what a terrible combination of colors right there even i know even i know however i do know that uh, there's a certain group of guys in this world who are cool with me wearing orange and green yeah yeah, 100%. 100%. That's great. That's great. All right, guys. Well, I want to ask you real quick, if uh, somebody came to you tomorrow, maybe you're looking for people to come to you tomorrow and say, hey, I want to work with you, <laughs> you know, but maybe they come and they say, hey, I heard you've started some businesses. You're, you've run some successful businesses. What's the first step for me? Or what's the most important piece of advice you could give to them? And you've shared a ton of advice so far. So if you can just boil it down to like that nugget that they can just take, put in the ground. And I don't know if nuggets grow once you plant them, but well, we'll use that analogy. The D-Heart nugget would be build a team. You need to build a team. That's, that's just, that's it. Like it, you, you, you can plan on your own, you can do, but if you don't have a team, then the, your plan, if it falls apart, it's probably because you couldn't handle everything going on. So uh, build a team, find people that support your mission, your goals, your developmental uh, steps and bring them aboard. Right. And so we, we started with a board with the Teaching to Heart Foundation. It started with a board with just people that wanted to be a part of something that took kids on trips. That's what Teaching to Heart was a thing. That, that's what it was, was we're just going to take kids on trips across the country out of my classroom and give them these experience, experiences that they would never have otherwise. And it's now developed into a full scale curriculum and school. Right. That's changed. That's over a year. That process. Well, if you look at our board. We are adding some board members, but that core group is still there because they believed in the mission from the beginning. Cam, I said, hey, you know, we're going to Atlanta. I'm flying these kids to Atlanta. It's really exciting with the foundation. He's like, that's cool. He's like, I've never been on a flight before. I said, well, do you know how to take pictures? And he said, yeah, I have a camera. And I said, all right, perfect. And then he's like, wait, what, what's going on? I said, well, I'm going ahead and putting your name. I'm typing it into the, you know, the list of people. And so he, that's how he get, he got started. Was that was going, last summer. That yeah, was last summer. Going on trips with our group and then joined the board and is now the executive director, right? But that came from being intentional to our team and getting people to believe in, in what you do. So it, whether it's a landscaping business, whether it's a you know, marketing firm, whether it's a school, build a team of people that support you. That's, that's the D-Heart nugget. Drop it in the hat. That's crazy because the D hard nugget is exactly when I look at that question. That's the same. I have have a team that you can trust by your side. I have the same exact thing just because the planning, anything else, you have to have a team. I don't want to go into detail. Matt just did all that, but you have to. It's too much to juggle and not just have the team, but actually lean on them at times. Because a lot of the times with myself, I've struggled with asking for help. I can admit that. 
but knowing that you can trust the people and they won't complain and they're willing to help you and they're asking you, do you need help? It makes it so much easier to just reach out and say, I'm struggling. Can you handle this for me? And then just to let that off of your plate and know that it's going to get done. It's like if I ask Matt to do something or I'm, I'm speaking for him right now, if he asks me to do something, he doesn't ask me and then worries about it 24-7. He asks me to do it and then lets it go because he trusts me to get it done and I trust him to get it done and we do what we need to do. So just have that core team. And just like you said, it does not have to be starting a school. It can be whatever business you start, you have to have a team. It's very hard to do it alone. So. Jeremiah, you own some businesses. I do. Can you yeah. talk about teamwork at all? Yeah, well, teamwork makes the dream work. Everybody knows that, right? <laughs> and but, but uh, and I've had a solo business for a long time. As a solopreneur doing a speaking gig and stuff based on my personality, um, I've been alone for many years in certain aspects of business. And I will say that if I had learned to partner with folks earlier, because basically I'm partnered in everything now, basically. Um, and that's new. That's probably since pandemic, right? And so you, I've developed some new capabilities or we all needed some new capabilities to develop to kids to stay in business. Um, that uh, learning to partner with folks and lean on them is a process that some folks don't ever get to, I would say. That doesn't mean they can't be successful in business, but they potentially could scale to a different level or have different avenues um, of business that they can spread to the world or make money from or things like that. Yeah, because you guys are pretty recent grads. I think you're probably the youngest folks will be on this season, um, which is, I think, exciting because it means that you're graduating from Bob Jones and you're already equipped. Like you're, you're hitting the ground running. You're already in the classroom, first of all, um, thanks to, you know, the accreditation and things like that. But then Mm -hmm. secondly, you're equipped to just recognize the areas that you're weak in and start building that team together. So you guys actually haven't started the school yet. Give us a timeline here to help us understand that. Cause I think you're not even opening for maybe about two more school years or what's going on. Yes. Yeah, we opened the fall of 2025. So we started phase one, which was initial fundraising to purchase this building. Uh, again, it's, it's actually a vintage 100-year-old school building that has fantastic bones. It's going to have to be remodeled. But our goal was to fundraise enough to buy that building outright. So our board would not approve the purchase unless we had the money to purchase it. Like we, That just was the agreement when, when I initially presented the idea. And so... We went through stage one fundraising, and by God's grace, we did. We fundraised enough. We owned that building debt-free. And so we had money left over to continue us into the next couple months throughout the summer and get us into what we're entering in as stage two. So stage two is preliminary design as well as fundraising for capital campaign. And so that's where we are right now. We're finalizing both of those steps within the next, what, Cam, two weeks, weeks, a week? Week and a half, two weeks, yeah. something like that. And so we're looking at this point to calculate those, get that together, and start presenting that out elsewhere as well. So that's where we're at. And then stage three would be construction and, you know, finalizing construction and getting to opening date, which is fall 2025. So three years down the road. And that was an intentional decision. Three years is a really good model for most charter schools that have opened, any other private schools that I know of. Some of them have had the funding to immediately start, and that's great. We haven't. We all, we don't. But we saw, just based on research, three years was a good idea to establish good routines 
and get us there in a proper sense. We don't want to shotgun this thing. We want to make sure that it, it, it comes at the right time and we do it correctly the first time. So very intentional to that model. All right. And Matt, you've got your hat on here. Tell folks how they could get involved, where they can learn more about the school. They can go to teachfromdheart.org, teachfromdeart.org. Um, we have information on TFDA, the foundation. We even have photos of every trip that we go on so that people are constantly seeing what their money is going to. Um, we are looking for partnerships and businesses and generous individuals who would be willing to come alongside us to help us build this school. That would be the biggest blessing to come out of this honestly would for us to have these foundational partnerships come aboard and people to really believe in what we're doing and support us monetarily to get us there we're looking at about a five to seven if we paid everything on the high side five to seven million dollar renovation and so if we want to do this thing right we need the people to come aboard that can help us get there we know not everybody can but we hope that those that can't can plug us into those that can't we tell people all the time just get us in the room because the mission the vision sells itself we don't have to sell much because it is people-oriented. It's a, it's a teacher-focused, student-focused, community-driven school with a model that's never been done before in the United States or elsewhere for, from our research. Mm-hmm. Um, they can go and contact us through the website as well as my personal email and Cam's personal email. So my email is dhart, my last name, at teachfromdhart.org. And then Cam's is McKennedy, his last name, at teachfromdheart.org. And so contacting either one of us gets gets you know our attention and we and we move forward with that. That would be a huge benefit for us. Perfect. Either one of you can can jump in here, but has it ever been a roadblock or a difficulty being in my position? Sometimes I have grads contacting me and say, could you take me off the list or could you not mention it because of this or that? Or, you know, we've had different people say, you know, had some questions at work or something like that. But have you ever had any difficulty saying, you know, I've got a BJU grad, you know, diploma here, or do you have any advice for somebody who might struggle with it? Maybe you don't struggle with it, but you have something that you've worked through in your head and you could give to somebody. So I'm, I'm curious to hear. So while I was actually attending Bob Jones, I thought about that. I was like, wow, when I graduate, yes, I'm happy to get my diploma and graduate so I finish college. But at the same time, I was very, I had talked to my, um, she was my girlfriend at the time. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to feel confident enough to go out and just say, hey, I graduated from Bob Jones University. And now seeing that once I graduated, I had to get over that fact because as a teacher, they do put the school that you graduated from under your name by your classroom. And I told them on purpose to put all three colleges that I went to and make Bob Jones right there on purpose because it does start off start up a good conversation. They're like, OK, you're African-American male. You went to Bob Jones University. How did they go? And it helps me to tell my story of how great Bob Jones actually was to me. And I have not always, I'm not going to act like I've always been like that. I can't, like, I'm still not a little nervous at times, but I have gotten a lot more confidence. And yes, I went to Bob Jones and I get to tell people, it's not what you probably think. And even just to give an example, I had the opportunity to shadow a principal in Greenville County when I was student teaching. And my mentor teacher emailed him and said, hey, I have a student that's a student teacher that's looking to become a principal one day. I want him to shadow you. And he and when I met with him, he said, oh, I did not expect you to be who you are, look how you look or act how you act because you went to Bob Jones University. And that's when he said that, that helped me to realize I can be, I can go out here and change people's aspects and perspective on this university 
And I want to do that because it was such a life-changing experience for me. And now I have people asking me, is there any way you can talk to the coach? I want to try Bob Jones. You say it's not that bad. I see how you are now. I see the connections you have. I see that you are successful now because you went there. And just being able to tell my story and to let people have a different mindset on Bob Jones, it's been a real blessing for me, especially after graduating. That just took some talking to God and to realize there's always a reason for everything. And so now, yes, I'm very comfortable. I'll tell anybody and everybody, I'll wear my shirt. Now, I used to not want to even wear it to the grocery store. People ask me, oh, you go to that school? But now I'll tell them yes, and then I'll tell them and explain how great it was. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. And then they have those realizations now. So yes and no, but now it's just, I don't mind at all. I'll tell anybody anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, for me, I grew up in the upstate. And so to be honest with you, when I went to Bob Jones, there was a stigma, like straight up, like, and even to the day when I go up to events or speak at events or do things, and I explain, you know, I, I graduated with a degree from Bob Jones, a lot of heads turn. Yeah. They're like, what? Like, you went to Bob Jones? You did, oh, did you almost get kicked out? I'm like, no, I didn't get in trouble at all, believe it or not. And so the, the reason why I think... I'm so proud of it is because like Cam said, we get to share our story. He gets to share a different story than me. He shares this part of the story that I could never speak to, but I get to share the story of a kid who grew up in the community. And I was, my family was not Bob Jones. Like I, I was the, I'm the only person in my family to ever go to the university or consider going to the university. But yeah, we see that I've seen that. But at the end of the day, God had us, had me at Bob Jones for a reason as Cam said, and I'm, I'm going to be proud of that. I'm going to, I'm going to be proud in God's providence. I'm going to be uh, pleased in what he's done in my life. And Bob Jones was a massive part of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, you know what, if people want to, you know, give us a stigma or be a certain way about it, then we both have talked about, yeah, okay, that's up to you. Because at the end of the day, the Lord gave us a reason to be there. He put us there for a reason, and I'm, I'm grateful for it. Love to hear it, fellas. Well, we got a lot of listeners out there who need to support. Uh, that's for sure. So reach out and give from the heart. You like how I did that? Yes. I wasn't even elementary. Yeah. Yet, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, I like I it. mean, I went to elementary like school, it. you know, at some point. <laughs> back in the day. Thanks again for listening to the BJU Alumni Relations Podcast. This is David Burrell, class of 2013. And I'm really excited to share these stories of alumni around the world as they continue the mission of BJU by learning, loving, and leading in their communities. For more information about stories like this that we'll be releasing over the coming months, email us, bjualums at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.